yes. People will cry, and as couples, they will argue. So even with that, I coach couples in trying to have that money conversation. And again, it's not about the numbers. It's just communicating. Welcome to Creating Community, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and others together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We normally record this podcast at 1820 Coffee House. However, today we're recording this episode at the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you to the Chamber for letting us come in and record. If you're a first-time listener, we encourage you to subscribe to hear more. You can use Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen. If you don't have a podcast app you use, you can listen directly from our website at 1820coffeehouse.com slash podcast. In this episode of Creating Community, we're speaking with Monica Flores of Money Management by Monica. Welcome to the show. Well, let's, let's start off. Just let's break the ground. Just tell us a little bit about you. Well, I am Monica Flores, and uh, I've been in the financial services industry for over, uh, gosh, I'm going to be aging myself here, but over 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> and uh, a little bit of how it kind of started. I Even in high school, I was working at an insurance agent, so I had a little bit of financial background there. In college, I took a financial planning course. Um, and then after college, I worked with some financial advisors and worked for an investment management firm, a large mutual fund company in okay. Houston. Uh, after that, I became a financial advisor. Then I worked for a financial advisor. And my lat- latest gig was working with a financial certified financial planner in the Clear Lake area. So I was working with him for a little over 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Were, you, were you just always into numbers? You always liked finances, math, whatever? I did, and I always liked money. So <laughs> even as a kid, I, I remember my cousins would tell me, oh, Monica, she's a little bit tight with her money. <laughs> when you right. go to the That's video right. ca- video arcade uh, games, I'd always have those extra quarters in my right. pocket. Who's laughing now? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. So financial services is kind of a wide range of stuff. When mm-hmm. you When you... Were you always dealing with individuals, or did you work with businesses? Mainly pr- prior in- to money yeah. management, I'm right? Like. Mainly with individuals, gotcha. mainly with individuals, and mainly on the investment side of things. So a lot of my background does have to come comes with uh, the investment background of it. So gotcha. yeah, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you name it. <laughs> yeah. Was there a specific moment that kind of hit you that that made you want to strike out on your own, or was it just an accumulation of? It was a, a little bit of a little boy named Isaac, who is my son, oh. now eight years old. <laughs> he is my world. And um, I wanted to be able to work from home, to be able to do something for home. And uh, being on the financial advising side, working with a financial planner, um, and really what financial advisors do is a lot more of the investment side of things, which is great. But I also, at this point, really wanted something more fulfilling, something more engaging with a client. And um, I came across financial coaching, and I knew this is really where my heart was set on. I prayed about it and prayed about it. And uh, I felt like God was leading me more toward a, a ministry of service for people, especially when it came to their money. 
Um, financial advisors, like I was saying, they do mostly the investment sides. What I do as financial coaching is more of the daily money management type side of things. It, but yes, uh, Isaac was uh, the key component to that so that I could definitely nice. be able to work from home and do something from home. Yeah. Wow. So Jake and I have talked about this in the past. Generally, so, you, so you're working with, with individuals at this point and their finances. I know we've talked specifically about your trying to help bridge that gap between parents who are taking care of their kids as well as their parents at the same time. For us, finances is a very intimate topic for a lot of families. How are you able to go in and talk to people about one of the most intimate details of their life dealing with their money? Very gently, very gently. Um, what money has to do with is a lot of your mind and your money mindset around that and how you were brought up. So even back in our time, back in the 70s and 80s, it was just a, money was taboo. You don't really talk about right. it. And when you don't talk about it, you don't know anything about it. So then you go through life not knowing how to handle it. If your parents aren't talking about it and they're not teaching you, then you don't know what to do when you get older and you start doing the whole adulting thing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I want to try and at least break that with family. So even when I'm coaching them as individuals or as couples and they have children, I implement also, hey, what are you talking with your children about? How are you handling um, their their allowances, you know, we'll have discussions about that, how they should go about doing that, um, and having the discussion between allowances that uh, are extra and above what your family responsibilities should be as well. So we have those discussions. Yeah. Everybody is different. Every family dynamic is different. So we work with what works for your family. I think that's important to be able to uh, help people because... It's to me. I wish I could have had something like this in high school. You know, there's mm -hmm. that, that joke of, mm -hmm. I'm sure glad I took geometry. It really helps on geometry. <laughs> you know, like there, everyone has to pay taxes. Yes. To, and uh. and is there kind of any anything that kind of jumps out at you as what led you to wanting to do this? Obviously, your mm -hmm. your son was a good mm -hmm. instigator mm -hmm. for being for able starting to start my business. Yeah. 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 But it also gives you freedom and stuff. But there's lots mm -hmm. of things you could have done, right? Yeah, and you know what's funny is uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, okay, well, what can I do from home? And I started looking at things, and I and I said, maybe I just want something different. But it all just came back to money. Honestly, it just that's all I've ever known, and that's all I've ever worked with was yeah. money and helping people. So, yeah. And we were kind of also first started. Uh, I thought I was actually going to go into a daily money manager type. Of role because there is a special place in my heart for the elderly always has been um, and what daily money managers do is actually just handle the everyday bills of, for the elderly for the disabled and also for very busy busy professionals whether it be doctors lawyers because even they no matter how highly educated you can be and how much money you make really don't have their daily finances under control I, I can only imagine for a doctor or a lawyer 
how bad they can be with money. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. They so, have a ton of it or none at all. Yeah. And they're, they're not able to pay their bills on time. So their credit score goes down, but yet they're getting paid all this amount of money. So it's just they don't have time. So that's where daily money managers come into play, whether it be for uh, busy professionals, disabilities, um, and for the elderly. Because again, as we kind of alluded to is helping my ideal client who I love to help with and where my passion lies is with helping the sandwich generation. Right. Because as you're trying to handle your own finances, yet you're aging parent over here might be having a little bit of signs of dementia. They're not starting to pay their bills on time. Things might be um, uh, going through the cracks or, or something. So you're starting to feel that pressure as an adult child because you're still having to take care of this, right. but yet mom and dad are over here and something's mm -hmm. going on. Um, so that's where daily money managers can actually help and alleviate that and just handle just the bill side of it. So um, I thought that was actually going to be my direction. And then I stumbled across financial coaching, which led to a deeper, um, uh, deeper part of money management, dealing with uh, getting people out of debt and setting them up for a really a healthy financial lifestyle. Yeah. So, so, so as a, <clears throat> excuse me, so as the latter, <clears throat> did you come in and still take over as a daily man money manager where you're still paying those bills, but there's an added component to it? Um, no, I thought I would actually possibly have both of those in my business. Um, but right now it's really just more the financial coaching. So I do actually have some people that I know that are in the daily money management business that if um, I need to refer somebody to, gotcha. I can absolutely do that. Okay. And so I, and I'm, they, and that's all they do is just handle that part of it. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I noticed, um, I can't remember if it's your website or your signature, but you have a couple certifications. Is that? Um, I, I am licensed and I am part of a lot of, um, there's no certification for financial coaching. So a lot of uh, the financial oh. coaches out there, yeah. A lot of the financial coaches out there, they're, they're not regulated. I could put it, uh, okay. you know, put it that way. Um, so a lot of us come from our own experiences and our own backgrounds sure. and helping everybody. And uh, a lot of them just really have this service based kind of mentality to really help and serve uh, people. But I do, I am part of a lot of connections. I am part of a, a group called Coach Connections. So um, if I have a client that may be widowed or something, and I do actually know a financial coach who specifically mm -hmm. works with widowers, and that's probably a better fit for them. Okay. You know, so I have at least a connection of other financial coaches that I collaborate with and we talk to on the daily right. <laughs> and, right. um, you know, bounce off ideas and support and all that stuff. So if, if it's not regulated, how does somebody looking for somebody to help them with their finances or money management, how do they know that they're getting somebody like you and not somebody that last week decided they wanted to get into money management? <laughs> well, you definitely want to look at their background um, and definitely want to possibly just research them a little bit. Um, how long have they been doing financial coaching? What is their background? Um, most of the people uh, have their experience, their own experience and how they really have come out of debt. And they'll talk about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you would definitely want to look at somebody who has been around the block. Okay. <laughs> and then kind of on the 
business side of it, one of the things I found fascinating that you just said was working with other money managers. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people that do marketing that go beyond what they're capable of doing because they're afraid to say no mm-hmm. or they're scared of here's a potential paycheck if mm-hmm. I don't. How, how do you process that where you go, okay, this is just not a good fit for me. This mm-hmm. needs to be handed off to someone that handles widows specifically. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, I know a number of people that would just say, no, 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 bring it. I got oh, it. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'll no. put it together for you. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 it's not a good service for me and it's not a good service for them. You know, we would both be not on the same page of things. I don't, I, especially if they're widowed, I wouldn't understand what they're going through. You know, I wouldn't understand where their mentality is or why they're spending and overspending in areas that they, they may be spending. Whereas the financial coach that I know who handles and has been widowed, she understands that, you know, and so she'd be able to talk and she understands the mind of those people and um, is able to talk to them best yeah. than I, I possibly could. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like from your answers that you're really into that money aspect of it. What What is it that intrigues you most about helping other people with their finances? I really like it when they get that light bulb moment. It's like, ah, now I get it. And it, it's because it really, and I, and I try and explain this, it, it has absolutely nothing to do with the numbers. You know, it really has everything to do with the mindset. So when you're able to talk to somebody and really having them, and as a coach, that's what we do, is we help the clients really see what's going on in their minds and asking them the best questions that we can so that they are the ones who are finding their own answers within them. Because in all honesty, everybody has their own answers within them. It's our job as coaches to help them see that and pull that out. So, um, sort of like a counselor. Yes. I was going to say, so you're yes. their therapist <clears throat> you're as well. Money therapist. <laughs> right. Yeah, especially when okay, you have change. the couples that are together and they are not on the They're same not page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can only imagine. Yes. <laughs> now, I want to dig into uh, the sandwich generation, a term you used yes. earlier. But real quick, let's take a quick break and thank our sponsors. Eighteen Twenty Marketing is the producer of this podcast, and if you have marketing needs, we can help. Now more than ever, professional marketing can separate your business from the competition. If what you're doing isn't working for you, it's time to try something different. Eighteen Twenty Marketing, something different. Contact us at eighteen twenty marketing dot com. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, we'd love to talk to you about it. Our goal is to reach our community. And you can be a part of that. Just contact us at marketing at 1820coffeehouse.com to start the conversation. And now back to the show. So one of the things is you mentioned it briefly earlier, which is that when I first met you a couple of years ago, um, you were kind of shotgun mm-hmm. approaching. You were mm-hmm. going after everyone. <laughs> and we started Toastmasters together. Yes, and yes. it was neat to see the evolution and now you're very succinct yes. with your target audience, which is the sandwich generation, which right. I fall into, Dorian falls into, and in that um, our parents are getting older, but still functional and still capable. Nice uh-huh. to you. And yeah. <laughs> um, hi, mom and dad. Uh, 
And then, you know, we have children that we have to take care mm-hmm. of. Obviously, that's a thing. How did how did that click to you that these are the people that I want to help? Because um, it's an important thing. It was funny. It didn't click until uh, I think it was October. And I attended a, like I said, I was part of a group of coaches. And we have an international financial coaching conference. So I was in there. And it was, it was virtual. It was back in October. And we had some breakout rooms that we went to, and Zoom breakout rooms. And I was speaking with another financial coach. We're kind of collaborating. And I was telling her kind of what I did. And, you know, I, every time I would explain, I'd say, okay, yeah, well, you know how you have uh, people who are trying to help their elderly and also helping with their children, and they're kind of that sandwich generation. That's kind of who I help. And it really didn't click until I was talking to her. And even as a financial coach, she said, oh, my gosh, I wish I knew you last year when I was handling, wow. uh, going through this with, with my mom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's who I am. I, I, help, the fi- I help the sandwich generation, yeah. and both emotionally and financially on both those sides because there, there's a lot. Um, money is emotional. You know, yes. more than anything. So, right. um, especially when you're in that sandwich generation, you're right there. And, yeah, that's when it actually clicked for me in November. And so I kind of re-did my website and had to do a whole lot of different yeah. um, marketing and how I was going to be really direct and niched on, on the sandwich generation yeah. people. Well, I think that's good to, from a marketing <clears throat> standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be very passionate about early 20-year-olds and getting them set up, yeah. but yet they also don't necessarily have any money. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's not a whole lot you can do to help them. Yeah, like, and the great don't thing. Don't spend your last $4. Make more yeah. money. Yeah, well, and the great thing about that is I know financial coaches who <clears throat> do handle, and that's who they, they target is the people in their 20s. Personally, yeah, no, not me. Not because they don't have money, but that's a totally different mindset for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but there are financial coaches whose uh, target are the the 20-year-olds, even some of the people who are um, starting to get married and things like that. So um, mine is definitely the sandwich generation just because I have Isaac, my 8-year-old, and I also have my uh, parents who are in their 70s. And, um, you know, my dad is also, um, I hate to say just unhealthy, but he is diabetic and on on dialysis. So I understand, you know, the emotions that go through it and making sure that they are set up financially as well. That's important. Mm-hmm. So uh, the sandwich generation, as you put it now, I think is is more unique than it was even 20 or 40 years ago because mm-hmm. parents in our generation, like you talked about, waited longer to have kids. So they're older when they have young kids. But their parents also had kids maybe at a slightly older age. Mm-hmm. So there's a big gap. Add that with the pandemic that we've just gone through, mm-hmm. and you've got a whole plethora of problems. How do you even begin to tackle somebody trying to make those decisions? Let's say you have a 50-year-old, right? So a 50-year-old has decided, I've got to do both of these. How do you even attack that, that problem? One step at a time, just a little bit of, of baby steps. Um, first and foremost, with the sandwich generation, you want to make sure – that your finances are under control first. Um, and what we're seeing right now is in their, when they're in their 50s, some of them are stopping their contributions to their 401k 
really? or lowering their contributions to their 401k, mainly because they're starting to feel that the squeeze crunch, and because they need yeah. extra money for that cash flow. And I just recently read mm-hmm. when you're taking care of your aging parent, you're spending $1,000 more a month. You may not even know that right. if you're not keeping track mm-hmm. of your finances and being on top of that. Um, but on average, you're spending $1,000 more a month, and that could just go towards gas. You're having to, to go sure. you know, a little bit further to go back and forth with, with your parent, wherever they may be. Um, also, groceries or eating out because mm-hmm. you may not have enough time uh, to make healthy choices for dinners right. or anything because, oh, you have to go over here to get mom and dad, help them, get them set up. Oh, well, now I have to come back, get home, get dinner. Well, I don't have time for dinner. We got to just stop, get something really fast, you know, and you're not keeping track right. of some yeah. of those finances. Um, and, again, some of them uh, stopping contributions, lowering the contributions, lowering their savings, just regular savings. So they are starting to starting to fill that, that squeeze financially. Yeah, that's a dangerous direction to be going for. It now. is. It is. And um, I, I hope to just try and stop that cycle because if you start seeing that with your parents, you also have that mindset that you don't want that for your children mm-hmm. as well. Right. Yeah. So how, how do you handle that? You know, so we definitely talk about that. So more importantly... <clears throat> if, if you find yourself in that sandwich generation, and most people don't really prepare you, and that's where I try and come in to, to kind of help you and prepare you. When I, when I speak with clients, it's we get everything situated with their finances, everything's good, and then I bust out that question. Okay, well, how are your parents' finances? And they just kind of give me this look like, well, I, why does that matter right now? Right. I said, well, if you look in the mirror... And you let me know who's going to be taking care of your parents, you know, if something were to happen right. tomorrow. Right. Because you never know when a heart attack happens. You never know when a stroke happens. So, um, you know, how's, I always ask them, how's their finances and how is, how is their health, yeah. more importantly. So um, <clears throat> you definitely want to make sure you know where your finances are. Try not to stop contributing to your 401k or any type of savings because that's what's going to get you a little bit ahead so that you can try and stop that cycle of what happens when, you're, when your children yeah. right. get older as well. Yeah. The other thing I think about is, and, and I've <clears throat> talked about this with my wife and, and I think even with Dorian, but 20 or 30 years ago, a family could survive with one income. Mm-hmm. And if someone else, if the someone else wanted to work and bring in additional income that could put you over the edge like that Mm -hmm. could really affect you Mm -hmm. but now everyone has two incomes so that they can try and survive exactly and most people don't have hourly jobs in Mm -hmm. the sense of your salary it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how much you go and kill yourself you're (laughs) gonna make the same amount Mm -hmm. day in day out and again i think back to 20 30 years ago if i wanted to make more money i would just work more hours right. if I could right right right, right right but uh I, it seems disheartening to me to to be told well you're not gonna be able to work more hours mm-hmm. you're just going to have to figure it out and then so I, instead of how do I bring in income additional income how do I cut what income I have mm-hmm. to to hit all those things how do you keep your clients from uh quite honestly just getting really depressed <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's where some of the life coaching comes into play. <laughs> just really having to talk about that. Um, and again, asking the questions, okay, well, what can, what do you think you can do? Where do you think we can either find extra money or find extra time? And how do we plan that out? But even um, to that point, when you do find yourself here, you want to have those conversations with your employer as well. You know, especially because you, you, you need to know what your employer may offer. If they do have some type of leave to take care. I know there's some advocates out there now um, advocating for not just you know, for children to leave, because you have to leave for your children, but also to leave for your parents to take oh, care wow. of them as well. Um, because again, you're finding yourself in this in this sandwich generation. Um, you do have the Family and Medical Leave Act, but laws change all the time. You don't know how that's going uh, to pan out. So you definitely want to have the conversation with your employer and hmm. see what you can do around that. Yeah. So if somebody's out there right now thinking, okay, what you're saying makes sense to me. How do I know if coaching is right for me? How do I know if I need to seek out somebody that does what you do, your services? Mm-hmm. What What are some of the key indicators that are that you say that is a key indicator you need help? The biggest one is stress. 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 Okay. <laughs> if you are financially stressed, yeah, uh, more than anything, if you <clears throat> find yourself not being able to save. And you think you're you think you're getting ahead, but you're not, and something pulls you back. Yeah, you know, um, stress and overwhelm and the anxiety of just looking at your finances. If you start feeling that, I can coach you through and be able to help you alleviate those feelings and be able to to um, to have a better, clear mindset and a better better vision. So. When I do work with somebody, it's it, it, again, it's not about the numbers, and that's not the first place where we start working. I'm not a, hey, let's get your budget under control and get all these numbers situated and make sure yeah. you're living within your means. Okay, good. You got it. Yeah, Go people on. don't want to hear that they're not no. living within their means. <laughs> no, nobody does, and nobody wants a budget for crying out loud, you know? I, yeah. I mean, I'm not here to sell you a budget. Yeah. No, I'm here to, to help you transform your life to something that's more joyful, where you have more time to spend with your family, where you mm-hmm. have more time um, to, to spend with your parents as well. And to see the joy in that more than anything, to see it as a blessing, yeah. you know, rather than looking at it resentfully. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's important to, to me, when you said coach, it makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense because I, I think a lot of people nowadays are uh, secretly unhappy mm-hmm. with their lives mm-hmm. and they do things like shop yes as a form of therapy yes, exactly and i could just imagine like you said the light bulb thing when mm-hmm. when someone finally understands that it's not because i needed the shoes right. it's because the shoes fill a void that i'm, right. I'm not yeah. getting myself exactly and has anyone ever cried like, it seems like it's a very emotional thing. It, it, it is. When, yes, yes. People yeah. will cry, and as couples, they will argue. So even with that, I coach couples in trying to have that money conversation. And again, it's not about the numbers. It's just communicating, you yeah. know. And I make sure, hey, you guys got to have just a money date, even if it's for 30 minutes. Grab a glass of wine. 
grab a beer, you know, go on the back patio and just talk. It doesn't even have to be about what you bought or or what you didn't buy or anything about money. Just talk. Right. You know, just get the ball rolling. Yes. Get the ball rolling. Make sure you have that communication. And um, really what I want them talking about is about their future, is about their goals. You know, where do they see themselves as a family? Where do they see themselves as a couple? How many people come together in your experience that have that conversation because you've coached them to do so and realize that they don't have the same goals? If they don't have the same goals, that's fine. And we just talk about that. But eventually, when they start seeing things, it's they're able to communicate, at least they're able to communicate what they have. And then you have your goals, he has his goals, but what are y'all goals together? Right. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. If you have separate goals, that's okay. But there's also going to be a common ground there. Yeah, right. Get yeah. the kids out of the house. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think that yeah. it's important to see where what each side's thinking. And, I, and it just seems to me that by having a money date, as you called it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's got to be important because mm-hmm. I know f- personally – by not ever having that conversation, that conversation is so built up that it is intense mm-hmm. because we don't regularly have that conversation. But if you regularly have it and it's just, oh, well, oh, yeah. it's a time of the week and let's go. Let's <laughs> but, yeah. but I would say on the flip side that for me, having that schedule, I go, okay, I know Friday's the day we got to talk about it. It's still <laughs> built up for me. Yeah. Right? So how do you, how do you address when there's, there's people that have the different thought process about money? Well, um, like if you're dreading it, if you're if, if right. that's kind of where you were going out with that, it's like, okay, where do y'all? It doesn't have to be at home, you know. And I would try and say, let's find another place where both of y'all can get away, right? You know, sure. so that is something better to look at. If you're if you're coming from work, you're like, oh gosh, it's Friday, right. it's exactly. Five and we're gonna talk about money, <laughs> you right. know. Right. Um, but if you go and you're like, hey. It's, it's Friday, it's going to be at 5 o'clock, me and the wife, we're going to go, you know, to Gordon Street Tavern, we're going to have a beer, and we're going to sit down, and we're just going to chit-chat. Oh. It sounds a lot more exciting than well, just... No, for sure. That yeah. does sound better. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is one financial tip or piece of advice you could give anybody that's listening that you think they should hear? Besides contacting you for a free consultation. Correct. There you go. <laughs> Besides that, it would definitely be just look and see where you are, where, where you're at with okay. your money. Know where you're at. And then also know where you want to be more than anything. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Makes me think of Gretzky. He didn't play to where the puck was. He played to where the puck was going. So mm-hmm. to, and to me, if you don't have that vision in mind, exactly. what's the point? When Right. Oh, exactly. And um, that's <clears throat> the very first step that I work with with my clients is we find out what is your why? Why Why did you call me? What is it that, that brought you to me? And I've heard some really great stories from other financial coaches as how, how what people's whys are um, and how they've changed. But for the most part, that is the most important thing is why am I here? Yeah. Why do I want my finances under control? What is it going to do for me? How is that going to look? What is it going to give me? How am I going to feel about it? Yeah. Well, if somebody's trying to get in touch with you and they want to 
at least have a consultation. Like Jake said, mm-hmm. the first consultation is no charge, right? Yes, so how does somebody correct. get in touch with you? What's the best way to go about doing that? Um, I am on Facebook under Money Management by Monica, also on Instagram. And my website is moneymanagementbymonica.com. Fantastic. And sometimes you can see me at 1820 on That's Tuesday right. and Thursdays. That's right. <laughs> yes. That is true. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it too. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Creating Community is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you use. You can also listen directly from our website. We really appreciate your support by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. Another special thanks to the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce for allowing us to record here today. To learn more about the chamber, visit alvinmanvillechamber.org. This podcast is produced by 1820 Marketing, and for show notes, visit 1820coffeehouse.com slash podcast.